Hi, I'm Danny Ryan, the best VP of marketing that Three Will has ever had. And this is episode 156 of the Two Ball Brothers on a Microphone podcast, where we talk about the people, process, and technology to work together better inside of enterprise. This episode was recorded on May 15, 2018. If you're a long-time listener to this podcast, you'll probably notice that Oliver isn't doing this intro. The best marketing intern Three Will has ever had is graduating, and we wish him the best of luck as he takes on new adventures. And we really appreciate all that he did here as an intern at Three Will. You will be missed, Oliver. In this episode, I talk with Tim Colson about a recent leadership mission trip that I went on to Mustard Tea Communities in Kingston, Jamaica. We discuss what I did in Jamaica, why I went, and how I took advantage of a benefit at Three Will called Volunteer Time Off, or VTO. I hope you enjoy the stories in this episode, especially the one where you learn how I got the nickname of 1A. Enjoy this episode, and thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to the Two Ball Brothers in a Microphone podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan. I'm here with another bald brother, a bald brother from another mother, Tim Colson. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing well, Danny. Awesome, and I appreciate you taking the time to do this. This is your quarterly obligation. How about that? Hey. Your time to get to come in here and spend some time in my room, see what's going on in here. It's my time for to check up on you to see how you're doing. That's good. See what's up lately. Look forward to it. Yes, yes. And so today, actually, I'm going to have you interview me a little bit. I'll I'll get us kicked off here. But if you have any questions, any. Uh, questions that you have for me as we go through this, feel free to jump in. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cover um, a mission trip that I went on uh, a couple weeks ago. So here at Three Wheel, we have a VTO program. You're familiar with this, yes? Tim? I am familiar. Okay, and you use it all the time. You use it every year, right? I have plans to use it. <laughs> okay, good. Planning is very important. It's the yes. reason why at every monthly meeting I harass people and say, what do you, what do you have plan-wise for VTO? VTO is volunteer time off. So what we have here at Three Will is something where we have five full days that we can take off and it won't count against us, you know, for the delivery folks won't count against their utilization. Or your vacation. Or your vacation. So you can spend those days giving back to the community. And that could be any number of things. It can be anything. I This year I was, um, you know, with doing the mission trip this year, I'm using up all five days in one week, which is unusual for me. I usually spend it on, um, break them up across the course of the year. Uh, but this year I've spent it all in one punch. Um, you're, what do you do? You normally use them up days in a row, or do you you don't usually use them at all? <laughs> uh, I haven't uh, used them yet. I do have plans for some volunteer work with a local ministry that I'm involved with that feeds children in Forsyth County. And recently, as their ministry has grown and expanded, they've uh, built some aquaponic greenhouses where they're. Uh, now growing food that they then take to the people in the county and it also provides some opportunities for people to work there and and the name of that ministry is uh, phil ministries yes is one of the names the overall names i guess mills by grace was another name uh, so i've done some work there in the past uh, delivering food on the weekends mm-hmm. um, but i haven't done that in a while but i do 
was planning to try to get involved with some of the greenhouse ministry, which looks pretty interesting. That's wonderful. See, great. That's a really good thing. And uh, no, we did, we did the uh, Meals by Grace a while back, a couple of times. And that was a great, it's a great ministry for um, helping out the less fortunate within the community. So, But back to your earlier question, just speaking from others' experience, I know a lot of the uh, people here at work have volunteered time at their children's school going in and spending a day. So yeah. I think they normally take those uh, like a day at a time to mm-hmm. go into their children's classroom, volunteer for various types of uh, activities with the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this year, so I um, ended up going on a mission trip. It was a little bit different. This one was a leadership mission trip. So they're trying to teach us what it would be like to lead a trip down to the, the, the organization's name is Mustard Seed Communities. Right. And uh, the website is mustardseed.com. I know that because I used to help out with the website. Right. Um, and they, uh, they are really focused in on caring for the most vulnerable in society. And so we went to, um, to Jamaica and they have 13 or 14 apostolates, what they call apostolates in, in Jamaica. And this is different homes uh, within the community. Um, and some of them, you know, they're basically focusing in on the people that are typically abandoned or fall through the cracks. Um, living in a first world nation, those folks are usually taken care of by the government. Um, in third world nations, it's, you know, the, there sometimes isn't the net, the societal nets that are there to, to catch the people who fall through the cracks. And right. so. We went down there, went from a Monday to a Friday, so left on Monday morning and came back on a Friday. Uh, it, was, it wasn't like the experience. Now, you know I met Amy. Right, years ago. Years ago. I always joke, participating I always in around, the ministry. When I went down there, I joked around with them saying that we met on a mission trip, that she saw me on the, the streets of Kingston, Jamaica, and had to take me home and marry me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we went down there a couple of times early on and, uh, first time she had a boyfriend, second time she didn't. Uh, and that's when I made my move. Uh, and the boyfriend wasn't me the first time. Um, so this time I wanted to go, I just hadn't been involved with him in a while and had always wanted to, you know, once my girls got old enough, wanted to take the family down there, perhaps do a family trip. And also the thought with this as well is. We're involved in a new um, church. Yeah, I moved up in your direction. I moved past your direction, yeah. actually. Moved north of you. I would have never you met thought I and exceeded me. Um, yes, there you go. Um, but being in a new parish, also wanting to get involved, maybe doing a trip with the parish. Um, and then also looking and seeing there were a couple of folks here from Three Will that were interested in uh, potentially doing a trip. So maybe next year we go doing a, a Three Will trip down there. So. So we'll see what it ends up leading to. Who knows, but uh, we'll see. So you basically got the training, though, so yep. whether it's your family or whether it's a three-wheel trip, yep. you're, you know the, what's necessary to help lead a trip like that. Absolutely. So it's a, it's a lot of just logistics of how things happen behind the scenes and uh, what do you need to do and you know, the preparation and... before it. Yeah, the passports, and then there there's also just a lot of, 
things that go into, you know, going down there, part of it is serving while you're down there, but also a large part of it is fundraising. Um, because they're, you know, in as much as these different apostolates want to try to be self-sustaining, there's always a financial component of it that, you know, that needs to be taken care of. And so that's a part of this. So you're not only covering your expense, but also taking additional money that gets donated to the homes. Yes. And so this one, what we did was we ended up visiting a couple of the apostolates. Um, Some of them were downtown Kingston. Um, One one was up in the the mountains, uh, Jacob's Ladder. Um, There was one that was actually out by Montego Bay, which is the other, basically the other other side of the island. I think that was Blessed Assurance was the name of that one. And they really treat us well. I don't know whether they have an incentive to bring you there. Like, do they get a piece of the action if you come to their (laughs) specific apostle or what? But they were just also very generous. They're also caring. Um, I joke around about that. They're just wonderful people. That's the fact. They're they're there to care for um, the people who are not cared for. So they're wonderful people that we got to meet. Um, but they just, you know, we got a little bit of an experience of seeing some of the different um, places that you can go on a retreat. Mm. And, uh, they sh- and it was nice. I mean, it, was, it gave us a flavor of the different uh, communities. So one of my favorite communities was one that I'd never been to before called Jacob's Ladder. And Jacob's Ladder is, um, this is the one that's up in the mountains and it's, it, had a, it, had a, it has a wonderful constant breeze that's coming over the mountains and they're um it's from an old mine where they mined all the things i forget the the base material it is for creating aluminum but they basically had mined the area and then it was donated to mustard seed to use for this community so what they've done with it is they are creating little like little mini cities in it so they have abc so they have antioch bethany and corinth and they're just creating um, within these little cities places for the people who can't be integrated back into society. So folks who um, have have long-term needs that can't be addressed by society, it's a place where they can go and basically live the rest of their lives. Um, It was very powerful. In the middle of the whole place um, is a a church chapel. Um, It's up on a little hill and one of the most powerful things that I saw is they have something called a columbarium, which is where it's like um, where people are uh, buried, and they are and they basically have a place there. And it reminded me actually of the um, uh, down in Conyers, there's the um, monastery of the Holy Spirit, and back behind the church there, they have where all the monks um, will be buried. And it's sort of like when you first see it, you're like, Oh, that's so morbid. Like people know you're like, that's where I'm going to be buried and spend eternity is right out there. But in a way it was just sort of like an, it was like, you know, that it was a place for them. And a lot of these people are people who don't have families to go back to and they were abandoned. And there was just such a sense of community in this place. It was just, it was overwhelming. Um, but, What's interesting about it is they now they have a hundred people there, so this is a hundred adults. Right. They are going to go up to four hundred adults. Is the are the plans right now? So just build out additional little cities. Um, there are two hundred people on the waiting list to get into this place, basically right. from the government of Jamaica that they have that are queued up to come to the place. 
Um, they're doing all sorts of neat things where they're actually building out a, um, a place for Special Olympics, so a place where they can ha hold the Special Olympics for the people who are there. Um, so a little track and field type of place that they're, they're building out. Um, just it was just a neat place. They, really, they had the uh, we were able to see where you would stay if you stayed the night there. So um, they can house uh, you know in the tens of people um, for retreats, so you can stay up there in the mountains. Uh, but really, just really a neat place. And then I saw um, uh, there one of the the priests who lived there. Or he was Brother Garvin when I was there last. Now he's Father Garvin. Um, he, that he lives up on like the side of a mountain and then right next to it they're building a formation center so a formation center for people who want to go through the formation process either to be a deacon or a priest or you basically go there and um, so that was really neat to see so of course by the time I get back I uh, tell I inform Amy that I'm ready to <laughs> go to Jamaica for a couple years to become a deacon. I'm ready to leave now. Let's go do this. <laughs> and uh, she just sat there and listened to it. And, you know, it's nice. It's, it's really nice. Whenever you go on these mission trips, I think you come back with, you know, you're just sure. on fire. And uh, so we played that out. And, we, of course, she walked me off of the... the down from the Proverbial cliff. cliff. Yes. Um, but we don't know. I mean, we're we're just talking through sort of what's next and where are we going to go next and what's what what's out there. What's interesting with this is um, they are working on creating. In fact, they're in the in the process of creating a new order within the Catholic Church. So, like you have Franciscans, Jesuits, lots of Dominicans, different types of orders of like priests and right. religious folks. And also that you can be, um, you can be like the, there's a third order of Franciscans, which is like a secular order within um, that order. And they're building out right now, they're putting in the framework to build that out, basically. And it would be an order that was focused in on, again, their whole, uh, they want to take care of the most vulnerable. So it's going into these countries and they're located in, I forget the total number of countries, I want to say it's like five or six countries that they've gone into and basically go in there and take care of the people who are abandoned, who are most vulnerable right. in these countries. And he's being asked, I think I think there's over a dozen different countries that want him to come in, but he just doesn't have the resources sure. to come in at this time. So but That's very similar to a ministry my daughter has been involved in for the last few years. A lot of children were displaced from their family during a tsunami back yeah. in 2000 so they started a children's home over in India and they have about a hundred children that live in the home and then uh, that ministry is also expanded to a leper colony yeah. so lepers are you know they still exist and still need you know care um, so that ministry uh, not only involves taking care of these children helping get them educated so they can go to college and such but also um, for lepers and for widow women who in their society are sort of outcast, yeah. not taken care of. So uh, it's pretty interesting you know, that, that you see that, that you're kind of naive to that here in the States. Yeah. But uh, in some countries there's really are people who you know, really aren't really cared for by society. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was the um, one of the larger apostolates down there is one called Jerusalem, and it's 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 the compound is from an old leper colony, basically mm -hmm. what what it used to be where they isolated all the lepers off, um, and now it's being used for anything from caring with children with uh, physical or mental special needs to what was interesting as well is they they also started a program around what we would have over here is like um, you know before you enter kindergarten like a smart start or what I forget the name of it a pre-k type, pre type of program so they're starting that because they figured they could make a really big impact on at that point in time because there wasn't that t those types of programs put in place as well and they offer that up for free within the community and then Jerusalem also has what the place where I you know where uh, I think I had the had the biggest impact going down there initially was they take care of um, uh, abandoned children with AIDS hmm. and um, was really interesting to see what's happened since I was down there because within the last couple of years, the medications have gotten so good. They have this wall where they basically remember the children who passed away. Mm -hmm. And in the last couple of years, there it wasn't any. If I don't even think there was a couple within the last couple of years. But you saw years before that where you you know had a dozen. Looking at the wall, you can kind of see the progress you, you with can medication. See the progress of the medications, which great. in the in the life life that they're living, I mean, the the children walk around there that look like everything's you know, like they're very healthy, vibrant children. So, thank goodness for good medication. Sure, um, it's really neat to see that. And uh, but so and then we had a couple. It was fun. We had a couple fun times when we were down there as well. We went to. Um, Ocho Rios, which is a little beach. We typically on these mission trips, they'll have like a part of the day where you're just getting away and just relaxing on the beach and, and getting away from everything and and going and trying some Jamaican jerk. Mm. And uh, and then I also had a little stint where um, the at my father's house in Kingston, they run a radio station. So we dropped in on the radio station. So just like this, we had a and we you know, dropped in and sort of said, you know, what are you up to? What are you doing? And it was funny. We shared a little bit about, he shared a little bit about some um, phrases in Patois, which is the Jamaican, of Jamaican's uh, language. And we, I tried to share, or we shared a little bit about Southern. So we taught him, bless your heart, which basically <laughs> means you're, you're saying, you know, you're sure. an idiot about, you know. Like so we, yeah, so we had, a, we had a good time. That was really fun. Um, and that uh, was just real. It, it was a. It was. It was a. It seemed to go by fast, <laughs> um, but a great time. I'm looking forward to seeing where this sort of goes from here. You know? sure. Just let the Holy Spirit take over, um, and it, you just believe you're being prepared for something else, and see where that goes, and and we'll see what's up next. But uh, yeah, it was a really nice, nice time, nice way of spending uh, VTO, and maybe we'll get something prepped up for next year and see where that goes for this. So I have probably gone, how long have we gone here? We've gone really long. We're 18 minutes, we're good, that's good. <laughs> Any other questions that you have, I guess, from the trip? No, it sounds like there was a lot of uh, good opportunity to serve people and to learn and, yeah. and of course, uh, prepare yourself for taking some other people in the future to, uh, to help them serve there as well. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was just, it was nice to relax and let down my guard while down there and, 
Uh, I think one of the ladies at the place was like, oh, you're Mr. Funny Guy, aren't you? Because I just try to make try to make light of things. I don't know. Sure. People need to laugh. They need to laugh. In fact, I'll share one story, which was uh, we took Spirit Airlines down there. I've never <laughs> taken Spirit Airlines, but as soon as I realized we're taking Spirit Airlines, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get the best. I'm going to upgrade to the best seat I can. So I end up booking to go down there. We had to go through Fort Lauderdale. And so I booked my seats and I booked 1A on both flights down there. And all the other missionaries, of course, they're in the back. They're not spending the money on upgrading your seat because they're going on a mission trip. So my nickname for the whole retreat was 1A. <laughs> Mr. First Class, huh? Uh, 1A, yes. I think I paid more for a spirit ticket than anyone has ever paid because the day before we were supposed to go down there, Amy had been asking me all week long. She said, can you send me your information for your ticket? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I kept on forgetting to do it. So then I forwarded on to her. It was the day or two before we were supposed to, uh, maybe two days before. And I forwarded on the ticket information. She said, I thought you were coming back on a, on, a, on a Friday, not a Thursday. I look at the tickets, and I booked to come back on a Thursday. So they had me just where they wanted me. I think I was probably, that, between that and the fact that I was, my role was to help out with um, the logistics of, of, like, on the plane, getting, um, bringing some extra bags, which right. they charge an enormous amount on sure. Spirit Airlines to, to carry anything with you on there. So by the whole thing is done, I think everybody else had paid like 300, 350 bucks for the ticket. Mine went over $700. <laughs> I just said, honey, it's a good, it's for a good cause. Just think of this as our tithing, like I was trying to rationalize. This is, this is the part about giving back to the church. Don't think of it that way. It's just, you know, we're tithing, honey. It's important. This is a good cause, honey. But yeah, I think uh, I, I think I'm, I helped Spirit Airlines make their number for the quarter. But oh well, that's it. If you're if you're at this point, I appreciate you listening to our podcast. Um, was going down there with a wonderful for the folks who went with me. We had a great time with you guys, Janice Gibbons. Thank you for all that you do. We love you. Thank you for leading up this uh, um, whole trip and for all that you do going down there again. And uh, we love you guys, and I um, really appreciate the, the chance to get to know everybody going down there uh, on the trip as well. Um, I think that's it. I hope everyone has a wonderful day, and take care. Bye-bye.